How are you, Liz? Hi, I'm good, Erin. Thanks for asking. How's it going? It's it's going well. I have um I don't know if this like is an official thing because I don't know if I want to like make this a consistent bit, but I have a little bit uh-huh. of an aperitif for us. It's not quite tea. It's like something for us to sip on, you know? Tea. A little bit, a little bit. Tea. So- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Little appetizer, so, you know, get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something to cleanse the palate before we jump in. Um, right. I was I I make a lot of recipes off of TikTok, right? So uh-huh. right. I was looking at this rest. Uh, I found this like rosemary chicken recipe with orzo, super oh fancy, God, whatever. And I made it, and it was really good. And I was like, all right, well, I'm having a good time, whatever, right? Right. Um, I'm on TikTok the other day and I'm scrolling and I see a video that is like identical frame by frame, the same music in the background. Um, mm. And it is not by the person who I, who originally made that recipe. And I look, cause I'm like, who's the imposter here? Someone's the imposter. And it's that person, not the person who I made the recipe off of. Her name is Melissa Place. Right. Melissa Place. I don't know. Okay. But she made this recipe. She, like, posted it. She's, like, one of those, like, TikTokers that makes food and whatever and posts them. And right. this person, what's interesting is she had in her bio that she is, like, a child chef celebrity off of Food Network. So <laughs> I had to do some digging. <laughs> so her name is <laughs> at Flavors by Ale. Her name is Alessandra whatever. I can't pronounce her last name. But I'm not going to dox her here. But she... Basically, was apparently on Rachel versus Guy uh, Kids Cook Off, and also mm-hmm. on Guy's Grocery Games. So she's been on oh two Food Network shows, right? And she's trying to like start her TikTok, like social media, whatever. I don't know, like trying to go right, viral, like presence, so she, right? Yeah. So she fucking copy and pasted someone else's recipe literally frame by frame and even the background song it is insane it's just a remake a carbon copy there's no spin on the recipe it to the point where i actually screenshotted the recipes they are exactly identical (laughs) that this shit makes me so mad makes me so mad and i'll tell you exactly why because i was on tiktok as we all are obviously (laughs) this is what we're talking about but, like, I, this was a while ago, but I had saw this video by this creator who was a black oh, yeah. woman. And <laughs> you sort of got involved in this. Um, she's this black woman, and she created this, this TikTok where it's, she's, like, pranking my mom into thinking that she's, like, that I'm, like, running a Zoom high school gym class. And she, like, sets her phone up to record, and she's like, all right, class, like, let's get it going. Like, come on, Billy, like, you better run. And then she starts getting aggressive and is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, being, like, really aggressive. And her mom, like, starts being like, don't don't talk like that. That's crazy. Like, don't be rude. And it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. And it's like this woman was really giving it her all, and, like, her mom was like, she was getting the reaction that she wanted. And, like, I don't care if it's staged yeah. or not. Like, it was funny but and I didn't really think about it until literally three videos down I saw the exact same video except it was a white woman and her mother and Mm -hmm. I was like what the fuck Mm -hmm. so I like checked the dates and it's like the black creator had done the video like several days before this woman and so I commented and I was like you know what like this person did it better and before you so maybe you shouldn't completely plagiarize someone else's video and the people who were mad in my comments first of all there were so many people who were like yeah go off like you're right and there were a lot of comments on that video that were like maybe you shouldn't plagiarize uh and steal content from a person of color on this app yeah like perhaps that's not something that you should do but there were so many people who were so mad in my comments that were like arguing with me and I was like, why are you fucking arguing? They were like, oh, it's an app. Bro, they were you so can steal fucking your sh- pressed. They, who cares? Like, it's an app. Like, everyone steals everyone else's idea. And I was like, there's a difference between, like, stealing somebody's content and, like, reposting it as your own. And But a lot of the times, 
on TikTok, I've seen like people doing dances or like have like a trend idea. They'll like tag the original creator. You know? Yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah, like dance by whoever or like idea by whoever. Normally people are pretty good at giving credit where credit is due. And this woman just did yeah. not, so I called her out for it and people got all pissed. So the, and and like the uh, thing is they only got pissed because you called out the fact that she's literally ripping shit off of a, a creator of color and like I I saw this shit and they're two white women and so like people are like you should give credit to the original creator and there is zero beef compared to like the shit that I saw on your in your mentions where it's like <laughs> oh, you need to get over it, like, this whole thing. And it's, like, this this TikTok that I'm talking about has literally 66,000 likes. Not yeah. even, like, views. I don't even know how many views it has, but, like, probably a lot, lot more, you know, to garner that many likes. And, like, only right. one comment is, like, literally there's a couple comments calling it out, but no one is fighting uh, anyone who's, like, calling her out on it. Like, no one's saying, like, oh, you need to get over it. Like, it's literally just because people are racist and they get pressed when you call out race. Totally. That's exactly what it is. So, yeah, I can believe it that that girl did that, and that's fucked up, and you should give credit where credit is due. But it gets weirder. So Weirder? I Yes. Yeah, so I looked through the, through the comments, because I, I am a nosy bitch, so I, like, uh, totally. I'm scrolling through her videos, and they're pretty formulaic. I mean, you know, she does a little introduction, she talks about what she's going to make, she does the little recipe, whatever, and then she actually, like, posts the recipe at the end. And she does that actually, she doesn't do that in the video that she ripped because like the video that she ripped didn't have an intro. So hers didn't have an intro, right? Oh, but at the uh-huh. end, she, she actually, the only thing she changed was she added a, a, like a block of text that had the recipe on it that it was like screenshot now if you want to whatever bullshit. Mm-hmm. There were two identical comments left on that video that made me... That it was like so weirdly worded. It was like when you thought you only had to watch a sixty-second video to get the re- recipe, but had to watch again to get the screenshot. And it that got posted twice by two different accounts on the same video, both zero followers, zero you know whatever. Like clearly, like baby, brand new accounts that were made specifically to comment on her videos. So then I looked right. through her other comments. And it's, it's literally all of them include, and I noticed they all include the same comments because I think she's either creating her own, uh, uh, like viewers to try and like gain a following or, uh, she's paying a company to comment and engage with her, uh, 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 videos. I was going to say, it sounds like she's buying, um, like viewers which most yeah. of the time is just bots. Like she's probably yeah. paying for bots to interact with her videos so that they get more views and end up on more for you pages. And like when you pay and for views, you pay for bots to yeah, yeah comment yeah. stupid shit on your videos like that. I don't know how you don't have a million followers. And that's on like six of her videos. Like it's so bro, weird. that's so fucking pathetic. That's the other thing, is that it's so pathetic. Like you're gonna pay for bots you're gonna steal content from other creators to try and get big on an app when you yourself like you you're you're from food network like i don't know just do something else i don't know yeah exactly like Like, it's just a thing in her bio guy fieri (laughs) (laughs) shit like that you know but also just like if you are a talented chef who like was recognized for those talents as a child. Like, you clearly have some abilities. Also, because I looked at her LinkedIn, too, and she's gonna be in this field Stop. for, like... Yeah, she's she's in school for this shit. And, like, it's, like, you're really gonna try and pay for bot engagement and stealing other people's content, and that's gonna be your rise to fame. Like, just, why don't you just write a good fucking recipe? How about that? Have you tried that? Right. Like, why are you not creating your own shit? I watched her other videos. They're not fucking great. She needs to work on that recipe development. That's all I'm gonna say. I make a lot Yikes. of food off of TikTok that I would not make a single one of her recipes. Sorry. Maybe it was just like a childhood thing. I don't know. She's, she's still chasing after it or something. I don't know. Mm, she peaked then. She peaked then. Really? Yikes. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> 
anyway, um, <sighs> that's my that's my tea. That's my. That's so interesting. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's crazy. I love it. I I'm, I love being petty. I love TikTok drama. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I'm obsessed. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh, um, I also love TikTok recipes. They're so yes. good. For what reason? Literally slaps. All that shit slaps so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. It's my entire personality now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is fucking no, I'm kidding. one singular app. <laughs> literally me. I have to I have to keep being like, so I saw this video, meanwhile it's literally a TikTok. Because I don't want people to know that I'm, like, fucking obsessed. Uh, I want to be normal so badly. <laughs> I just want to be normal. <laughs> you should just say it's a reel. And then that way people don't think of anything of it. It's a, an Instagram reel, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's more socially acceptable. It is. It literally is. My sister, um, she's home for a week or two. And she was talking about, she was, we were in the car and she was like, oh my God, my favorite TikTok audios are like, and she like started listing them. And I was like, all of these have been trends from like months prior. And she's like, listen, I get all my TikTok content from Instagram reels. I won't get TikTok, but I will watch Instagram reels. Are you kidding me? She's obsessed. She's obsessed with Instagram reels. Oh my it's god! So funny. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess. Oh my god! My my brother will watch like these like TikTok compilations off of YouTube, and I'm like, you don't have to. And he's like, oh, it just kind of sucks because I have to sit through like an extra ten to sixty seconds of like a video that I don't want to watch, but it's in a it's in the compilation. Like I can't just skip it. It's not worth it. And I'm like, you could just get TikTok. And it right. would, it, you can skip a video <laughs> that you don't want to watch instead of watching someone else's curation of, <laughs> of content. You freak. It's so fucking funny. So funny. <laughs> oh the lengths people will go. I'll watch... Um, one of my favorite things to watch on YouTube is um, like TikTok cringe compilations. No. Dude, they're so funny. I'm obsessed. <gasps> Not the cringe compilation. I'm literally obsessed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You anyway. and cringe compilations. It's I don't know why I like literally am obsessed with them. <laughs> You're insane. You're clinically I just insane. I just like to like watch i just like think people are so bizarre like the human race in general is just so fucking weird that like i just want to i'm just so enamored by like <laughs> the bizarreness of people i guess you know what i mean i understand it no i, t- okay. I totally understand it no 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 it really does make sense i'm just like jesus christ oh my god <gasps> i <laughs> sometimes sometimes i'll be like do you want to watch a, a try not to cry challenge video to Anne and Anne will be like no not really and I'll be like okay well can we watch one anyway and we put one on recently because I'm insane we put one on recently and it was like an interview with Elon Musk and first of all it's so fucking stupid and ugly and the video it was like sad music sad piano music playing in the background and he's like when I proposed my Mars mission or whatever he does like Bill Gates told me that I was a fucking idiot and like broke <laughs> my heart because like Bill Gates is one of my biggest idols and like I just can't believe that he would call me an idiot and he was like crying and I was like this is what people think will make me cry <laughs> like are you kidding me <gasps> who who cries with that shit that sounds like the funniest fucking thing that could have ever fucking happened is bill gates calls you a fucking moron for <laughs> suggesting that your space program <laughs> so, i was literally i was hysterically laughing i was like this is fucking insane dude put this in like a try not to laugh compilation holy shit literally <laughs> <laughs> wrong compilation I, it, I i'm sure the files just got mixed up that's all yeah yeah, yeah. true 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 <laughs> anyway what are we actually talking about on this one <laughs> <laughs> uh uh non-fiction which is yeah. like i don't ever read i'm gonna be honest oh my God. i haven't read a non-fiction book since uh probably 
right around the time that I was no longer in college. Right. <laughs> like around I mean, graduation, I think. That makes sense. I just feel like, I don't know, I've read some pretty good nonfiction, like memoirs and biographies and like, I don't know, there's some pretty good stuff out there. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I have, I have, well, I have two and I'm trying to decide if I should just talk about one and it's really, really difficult. Um, but I, I have like a couple so we can okay. boop around if you want. Great. Great. Yeah. I have two and these are really, really, uh, they like make an impact. I feel like whenever I read a nonfiction, it is always like the most powerful thing. And I can't like, I have to like not read anything else because it's so fucking potent. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Am I making sense? Or do I sound like I'm having a stroke? No, no, no. You're making sense. You really are making sense. It's like, Um, it's like, uh, it's like taking a shot. Like, you can't just drink a whole bottle of tequila. You gotta, like, sip that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I feel like it's, I feel like nonfiction is written in such a way that's, like, made for you to feel, like, empowered Almost mm. in a way that, like, a um, a documentary that has to do with, like, social commentary on something is made to yeah. make you, like, want to go out and be, like, an activist. And, like, <laughs> to encourage you to, like, be proactive or whatever. Like, I feel like that's mm-hmm. what memoirs and other nonfiction makes me feel like. Like, I'll yeah. read one and I'll be like, okay, I have to be an advocate for this now. <laughs> it's just inspiring (laughs) i it's like it's that's the thing like nonfiction is either like that um like i'm I'm, I'm gonna say bullshit but i don't i don't think that it's bullshit it's just like it's that like gases you up it gets you fucking fired up like it's potent it's like some really strong shit it brings facts and figures into the conversation which is just like not something that you ever discuss in a fiction novel like this is just all about like a retelling or or giving facts or or having a factual assessment of something and like really multidisciplinary. like i feel like it brings a lot of different disciplines in for a cohesive like uh, uh understanding And that's like one side of nonfiction. I feel like the other side of nonfiction is like, I, I do, I want to say like, I have read nonfiction recently, but like, they're all bullshit. They're all bullshit nonfiction, nonfiction, like either someone's biography, but like someone who doesn't give a shit about their own lives or, (laughs) or these like random ass books that like, like, you know, like how it's like, uh, I don't want to say comedian because I feel like half the time comedians write like sometimes it's like serious mixed within like this like spice like slice of life kind of whatever retelling of their lives but like comedians sometimes will do this thing where they'll just like talk about something and it's just dumb and like yeah I feel like that's the kind of nonfiction that I'll end up reading or like nonfiction that doesn't make that doesn't tell a story that is just like a collect an actual collection of facts and figures that i will just read because i'm god oh my god what the fuck you're insane (laughs) (laughs) that's insane dude what (laughs) it's so funny because i feel like i feel like i'm the exact opposite well, not the exact opposite, but, like, my brain literally stops functioning when they start getting into, like, cold, hard facts. Like, when they start doing numbers, I literally, my eyes glaze over and my brain shuts off. And, like, I could read, like, 40 pages of that and not understand a single fucking word that I read. Because I, I read just don't care. Thousand, I just don't care. I read a 1,000-page... Well, it's it's hard to measure this by pages because it's not like I said, it's like not a a straight story or anything like that. It is literally just listing all the different side effects and uh, uh, <laughs> chemical properties of drugs, like some of the top drugs. What book is this? What are you talking about? It's called a pill book, and it's literally just the guide to the most prescribed drugs in the United States. And I read all of it. Like I just sat down and I read it. Dude, you're insane. <laughs> that is like. You need to be, like, committed to, like, an asylum or something. That's fucking insane. Like, not it was, to be dramatic. It was good. It was good. I got to read, I, re- I got to read about, like, you know, like, different medications and the different names for all the different 
you know, they got like generic names, they have brand names, they have uh, names for like the chemical structures, and you know, there are different nomen- nomenclature rules for that too. So, uh huh, huh, yeah, it's fun. Uh-huh. That's it's a lot of fun. Crazy. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> what do you read then, huh? I like to read. Um, I feel like mine are more like social. Like I, um, one of the ones I'm going to talk about is Mara Wilson's like memoir on like growing up as a child star. Um, oh. I read a lot about like feminism and like, I don't know, like being a female in the movie and TV industry. Um, mm-hmm. what, which I think is pretty good. I'm reading one now that I've been reading for literally fucking months. It's a slog to say the least. Um, <laughs> on, on Columbine, which like is so <gasps> fucking sad, but like I am just fascinated by it. Again, it's like the morbid curiosity. Like I can't look away. Like I'm just so interested. Mara Wilson is related to Ben Shapiro. Yes, they're cousins. Uh. <laughs> no, you're joking. Yes. Oh it's actually God. so funny because I didn't know that. Um, and then I watched a Fundy Friday video, TBT to our last episode, um, the one who talks about fundamental Christians, and she did a video on Ben Shapiro's sister, who has a YouTube channel. Oh, oh, what's her name? She's like, yes, Abby. She makes some weird ass food. Ew, what do you mean? Her food looks like, her, her food looks literally disgusting. Like, there's a whole... Uh, I'll, I'll try to find it. There's, like, a thread of all the food that she's made, and everyone's literally like, what the fuck is this goddamn garbage? It looks like... Wait, that's like, so funny. Someone who doesn't... Who clearly does not know how to cook, just, like, whipping shit up, taking pictures of it, and going, like, hashtag conservative wife, hashtag, oh like, uh, homebody, like, I don't know, whatever bullshit, like... Classic uh, lady or whatever she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, fucking weird-ass branding where she's just like, I love being a second-class citizen to my husband. Uh, no! <laughs> no, I hate that. I hate it. Literally um, disgusting. Literally so disgusting. This is off-topic, but literally every time I see anyone post a picture of food on Facebook or, like, Instagram, I become immediately nauseated. Does it not, like, always look <laughs> disgusting? Why does it look so fucking cursed all except the time? For, except for yours, Aaron. Your food always looks so good. Like, not even to, like, oh, gas oh you up. Like, I just, like, mean it. <laughs> thank, thank you. After the Martin like, what, did, what did you What did you make the other day? Cock and vibes? Oh. <laughs> I will strangle you. <laughs> I will literally strangle you she on She literally site. made cock o Vaughn. What is it? Yes, that's that's it. cock It looked so it's, good, but... Chicken and wine. Um, I think that's how you. I don't know. I don't. I don't. No, speak no, no. That's how you French. say it. I think that's how you um, say it. But it's the. It's a French dish where you marinate chicken in in red wine, um, and then you have to like cook it. And there's like a whole fucking process. It took me literally a full fucking day. Like I had to marinate the chicken overnight, and then I had to like bring it down to a sauce. There were all these French words I didn't fucking know because this like per- this a recipe that I got it from was like, oh, it's not actually a roux. It's like a whatever when you mix butter and, and flour together, but like you don't fry it in the, th- I don't know, dude. I hate French cooking, but also it fucking <laughs> slaps. It was so fucking good, dude. It looked so <laughs> delicious. I was like, this looks so fucking good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I- every time I see like chicken and potatoes and asparagus mm. like on facebook i always go Bleh. like it looks literally disgusting <laughs> oh my god it like i the, there's that tiktok audio where it's like whenever a dude says he can cook he's just making chicken and rice and it always looks so <gasps> fucking bland like yes. that's what i was just about to say i feel like every time i see like chicken and asparagus and potatoes on my time or on my Facebook or Twitter or whatever. I'm always like, everything yeah. is so under seasoned. Like all these whiteies don't know how to season anything. It's like, uh, just put Insane. like salt and pepper on it, bitch. Like do the bare minimum. Literally. Like I do not see any black specks anywhere, which means that you're not even doing the bare minimum. <laughs> what the fuck? Like I hate, I hate it. I literally hate it. <laughs> insane insane (laughs) um anyway uh there i also like to read like medical i guess like medical 
nonfiction, but like not in the way oh. that you're reading it, where you like like to read <laughs> about prescription drugs. Um, but like, there have been a couple books that I read about like um, mortuary science and like being a mortician, and like um, there's one book that I haven't read, but I'm so interested in reading about this girl who like grew up um in a funeral home like it it's kind of like her family lived in one part of the funeral home and then the funeral home was another part of her house so like her experience with that um Mm -hmm. i also i also just recently got a book called stiff and it's uh talk it's a book about cadavers human cadavers oh shit that's interesting yeah oh my god weren't you so excited um weren't you like oh my backup plan if this college thing doesn't work out is i'll be a mortician yeah because okay so because (laughs) i read this book that i want to talk about called down among the dead men um a year in Mm -hmm. the life of a mortuary technician and it's talking about this girl who like was i think she was in stem like she Mm -hmm was either doing something with biology or she was a doctor or like a practitioner or whatever. Um, And she like quit her job and became a a mortuary technician and like became so good at it. And like it sort of like transcended just as a job. Like it's, I don't know, like the experiences that she had as a mortuary technician were like, so insane that she like wrote a book about it (laughs) like her experiences with like the families and also like doing the whole like i don't know autopsies i guess and then prepping them for funerals like Mm. crazy and i read it yeah this is so fucking interesting i just like i'd never heard someone like say something like that like you know, we all have backup plans and like most people's, I feel like, like at the time we were in school, most people were like, yeah, I guess I'll just marry rich or whatever. And you were like, I'm going to be a mortician. And I'm like, okay. And then you were like, and I'm going to make sure my kids say Amber Lambs. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) 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 Like this girl's fucking insane. I'm going to torture my kids. They're going to fucking hate me. Um, Maybe I should go to mortuary school. I think right oh Should my I do god that now yeah okay oh my god okay. yeah absolutely i'll stop i think i would gag if i had to do that now i couldn't do it i couldn't do it i don't know how uh anyone else could possibly go through it but uh it's uh, so intense. power to you if you can it's so <laughs> intense it's like what the fuck mm, no 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 thank you i'm good yeah but i read this and i was like oh this makes me want to do it so bad which is like kind of yeah so that's like the same thing where it's like that activism it like activates something in you and you're like i can do this yes Uh, yes (laughs) so good (laughs) so fucking good um what should i go first do you want to go first you go no you go okay um i think i'm gonna start with a book that I actually read in college and it was for my degree and it's really? uh, Silent Spring by Rachel Carson. Oh. Yeah, um, I remember this. Yeah, so this wasn't until I think my senior year where like by this point I had taken some of the hardest courses of my fucking uh, school career. Like I was, I had taken like toxicogenomics and pathology and biochemistry and like i had taken all the hard courses and then we were at like the end like the 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 last stretch of my degree and she has us reading a fucking non <clears throat> non-fiction like novel from the i think 60s and i'm like this is like i almost went crazy because i thought we were gonna have to read uh, like 600 different uh uh what do you call it um like uh journals and like grad papers and like all kinds of shit but no she has us read this fucking book and i'm like okay whatever i can read a book that's super easy compared to all the all the shit that i've done before (laughs) but it's like it's like running with the weights on you and then you start to run 
without those weights and you go so much faster and like I burned through this book because I mean like it's it's an easy read um it's really straightforward but it's really really interesting because like up until this point like you learn about toxicology learn about like all these things that are happening and all the effects but what Rachel Carson really excellently does is take all that knowledge and actually like put it in the context of like long-term effects in a way that like really humanizes and uh, uh, puts it into context with like a real world historical setting like it specifically talks about DDT which is a pesticide was right. used to um <clears throat> it was used really really widespread because it killed mosquitoes uh and it basically did not harm humans as far as we knew there it, it's like minimal in its effects um so you could breathe the stuff and you'll be fine pretty much for the most of your life but the harm that it had on the environment was insane like it had an detrimental effect on local uh wildlife in almost every uh case that it was used and uh, though it reduced the spread of diseases like malaria in Africa, it just like created such carnage across nations, like literal nations of like, and, and the, re- the, the title of the book, Silent Spring, comes from the fact that, you know, Carson was talking about how if we continue to use these extremely harmful pesticides, we're going to have a silent spring. The birds won't sing. There's not going to be any frogs in the water. They're all going to be uh, too busy being gay um, <laughs> and not procreating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what she right. said. But no, that's InfoWars. But Silent Spring... Um, was really interesting because like I liked the book, sure, whatever. I burned through it. What what's crazy is that every single adult that I have talked to, and by adult I mean like um basically any boomer that I talk to hates this book. It's insane. They hate this book. They think it's responsible for like not they're like this book is the reason why we can't solve the malaria crisis in Africa. And it's like, there are, there's so much to unpack in just that sentence. Oh because this book inspired a, a, a wave of legislative change in the way that pesticides were used. And then big companies like Monsanto, which are now owned by even bigger companies, um, lobbied and created this narrative that like hippie bitches like Rachel Carson are responsible for uh, uh, this uh, one use of hyper specific. Uh, pesticides that are harmful to humans and two um the ineffectiveness of these uh pesticides that uh still leave detrimental effects on the environment and it's just like have have you considered maybe not using pesticides and giving workers proper like uh uh breathing equipment so that way they don't breathe pesticides in and die and get cancer like have you considered just not being a fucking capitalist piece of scum garbage and thinking about the environment for your children and your children's children my god i literally hate capitalism and i fucking hate when they like when capitalists and like big companies like that like blame a singular person on the reason why like one thing isn't solved like it's so irritating to me it is it is also insane how these like our parents generation like so thoroughly got brainwashed into believing that that like i have gotten into like full-blown arguments with like neighbors who i just thought would not even give a shit about this stuff like they all have this heated opinion and it all comes from that same rhetoric and i'm like have you read this book because she oh literally oh talks about that she's like if they're gonna spread these lies about it and i'm gonna debunk them ahead of time she is so careful in the way that she writes it is so interesting to me because it is so lacking in ego it it's like the it the one book that i've ever read that does not tout how smart she is as the writer like i feel like some of these non-fictions that i i read it just talks about like part of it is kind of devoted to how the person who's writing it has a certain uh stake into why they should they should be writing this and like where their credentials come in and like even if it's just like a commentary or a piece in there it's always part of it because you want to legitimize like 
your opinion and your stance on this and like why you are writing this book and i totally get that but rachel carson i think saw this as like a bigger issue and like something beyond just her and i think that what's really interesting is that she is almost completely lacking in this book it is almost entirely dedicated to the environment and the planet as a whole and this vision that you can kind of clearly see that she has which is of a world that's free from the use of harmful chemicals and pesticides that just lead to long-term detrimental effects. It's 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 kind of crazy how like she doesn't need to prove anything because just her knowledge on the chemical and these different effects and the way she writes, you can just tell she knows exactly what she's talking about. Wow. That's crazy. I remember learning about um so this is funny because I literally hate like history or social studies or whatever, but like PT, <laughs> I, I remember so specifically learning about it in my government class, I think. And like, I remember learning you took about a government class. Damn. Uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't, at, I wasn't at my free will. I had to take it to graduate. <laughs> I had to take a semester of government and a semester of economics, which is so fucking bad because <gasps> I... <laughs> I literally hate the economy. I hate learning about economics. Like, thinking about this now, I literally have anxiety thinking about it. It was so fucking bad. Um, I would never put you in an, in an economics <laughs> class. Like, if you told me I never took an economics class, I would believe you because I feel like that would be torture. I didn't. I literally did not have a choice. Dead ass. But, like, okay, so, like, not gonna lie, like, the class was kind of fun because, like, I had the same teacher my freshman year of high school as I did my senior year. Oh, you're set. You're set. She already knew me. So, like, we were besties. Like, we were really besties. So she would be like, can you go get me a coffee? And I would, like, leave in the middle of class and be like, I'm going to go get my teacher coffee. (laughs) You were one of those kids. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I really was that bitch. But, like, anyway, I fuck the economics class that was literally horrible but uh, the government class was so interesting because we learned like sh- we learned shit like this like the banning mm. of D- ddt and we also learned about like corn subsidies <laughs> you know yes which yes. is fucking insane to me and i still don't understand it but whatever <laughs> um, it's crazy dude i can't fucking wrap my head around it yeah uh, me neither like i literally just simply don't understand like are gmos bad are they good like who the fucking knows there's no straight answer there's no straight answer that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying i want a yes or no answer i can't get like a maybe like i just (sighs) yeah um yeah yeah. i also watched in my government class this is so not related whatsoever um but i watched this documentary in this class called standard operating procedure which is a, a documentary that follows the abu grabe scandal abu grab scandal which is like american guards were essentially torturing iraqi prisoners oh that one. Oh and shit that is like, morbid docu- to watch in class oh my yeah, god yeah we, we only watched the first like 15 minutes because then she was like oh i should probably not show this but deadass after class i was like can i borrow this dvd <laughs> <gasps> she let me she literally let me she was like yeah <laughs> oh my god Oh my god, that's... Dude, that shit is, like, basically a Mondo film, in my opinion. <laughs> what, do you, what does that mean? Oh, it's like, um... Um... It's like snuff. Like, uh, um... Like, oh. uh, uh... Yeah, no, I, I know yeah. what you get. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I guess we're really Dude, just... that's crazy. I'm really you just so young, myself. too. As like a yeah, I know. I was like seventeen years old. Bro, that's insane. <laughs> Whatever. It was good. It was good. So yeah, I learned a lot in that government class. <laughs> wow, that's fucking wild. I kind of love that for you, actually. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm an idiot. So this was. It was <laughs> no, it's refreshing to hear that I actually learned something in school. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Um, okay, so what I'm going to talk about... Um, I'm going to talk about Lindy West, who is the author of um, this memoir titled Shrill, Notes from a Loud Woman. Mm. 
and that's where the uh, Hulu show Shrill with um, A.D. Bryant is based off of. Oh, and, I didn't know yeah. it was based off a book. Yeah. So it's her memoir about like growing up as both a woman and also like a um, plus size woman. Mm. and sort of like the um abuse that she faced like in her town growing up where like you know people would like harass her for being fat and like make fun of her in school and then like Mm. as she was getting older and trying to get into comedy like other comedians would like make rape jokes about her and like devalue her and so this book sort of follows like her experience with that and Mm -hmm. then she um wrote a second book titled the witches are coming which in my opinion is not as good as shrill um Mm -hmm. and it kind of talks about like the me too movement and like this kind of like feminist witch hunt that has begun and it's you know how like if you're a woman and you're like, oh, I'm a feminist, like you're sort of condemned to being this like psycho, like aggressive man hating individual. Meanwhile, it's like, we literally just want like equal rights to men and like not being fucking scared of walking home at night and like being killed. Literally, literally. Um, So she's like talking about her experience as a woman and also like, the shit that's been dredged up since like the election and like since Donald Trump had been elected like not only is like racism rampant but also like so is misogyny and like people think they can just say whatever the fuck they want because you know the president of the United States was caught on camera being like yeah I'm gonna sexually assault these women oh yeah fuck stuff like that I yeah fucking crazy dude I just I can't even keep track that's fucking insane yeah um so yeah, it's good. Also, she talks about her experience as a woman and like also a plus-size woman in like this is more so like not in like the movie and film or the TV and film industry, but like more so as like a producer/consultant/writer slash on the television mm. show and like her experience mm. in that, which I found really interesting. Um Right. She's also funny. Like, it's, like, touching upon, like, really serious topics, but it's also, like, really fucking funny and, like, written in a way that's, like, almost conversational. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. She's a really good bit on Guy's Grocery Store Games. And <laughs> I, think about, I think about this constantly. She, like, wrote about how she was like binging guys grocery store games and like noticed in every episode how he like will be like okay players are you ready to go three two yeah one. and then they wait and then they all stand there and he's like i said go and how it's like every episode he does the same exact fucking joke but he just keeps doing it <laughs> <laughs> king shit king shit <laughs> dead ass um <laughs> She also writes about, which also just, like, lives in my mind rent-free because I read this and I was like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on? She went to a goop convention, like a Gwyneth Paltrow goop convention. (laughs) And she was like, it was the most most bizarre experience she's ever had. Like, she... Oh, my God. She's a journalist, Lindy West, I think, if if I'm remembering this correctly. Um, Yeah, so she, like, wrote for The Guardian and... GQ, New York Times, whatever. And she, so she was sent to this goop convention to write an article on it. And she said that she was like the only plus size woman there. And that like, it's so culty and bizarre. And like, they made you sit in the auditorium and like watch this video that like Gwyneth Paltrow made. And (laughs) it's just like a completely different world, completely different (laughs) world that anyone is like, I don't know, that everyone has ever experienced. Oh my god. Fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. So I oh like her. My god. I like her a lot. I think that Shrill is her best book. The Witches Are Coming, I think, is the other book. The Witches Are Coming mm. is like a close second. 
I do find mm. that she tends to be like writes like a millennial woman, which like she is a millennial woman, but like right <laughs> in a sense where she's like trying to be hip to you know relate to the mm. youngsters. Oh, <laughs> and like I. Oh my god, that's my literal biggest pet peeve. I think in any kind of memoir is like someone who writes because it it also dates the book because like i can't read i i my dad is really into memoirs and he'll read a bunch of them but like some of these are from like 2003 and like i can't read that because it is just like (laughs) so out of touch with like what reality is now and like it's just so dated it's like watching a fucking rom-com from that time too because i feel like those are also very very dated oh my god we're watching the l word Anne and i Oh, which came out in like 2004, I think it is, and it is yeah. so fucking funny seeing how dated it is. I I watch every episode and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe we're watching this. <laughs> I, I admittedly it. I have not watched a single episode of The L Word, but it's in it's literally insane. Don't watch it; it's not worth it. But I'm obsessed, so I can't stop it. That's what <laughs> every like. I feel like every. Uh, Zillennial slash Gen Z person says like don't watch it, but I feel like I have I have gotten shit from like actual millennial lesbians being like, you haven't seen the L word like okay it's fucking like foundational <laughs> piece of media, and I was I like see... I was a child when that came out, <laughs> dead ass dude dead ass like <laughs> sorry I wasn't watching the L word in fucking two thousand four like. I didn't have cable until, like, very recently. <laughs> and even now, I don't have cable anymore, so... Okay, well, it's on Hulu with a Showtime add-on. So I'll give you my login if you want to watch it. But... I'm not watching it, bro. <laughs> I'm not watching it. I can... Okay, I will argue that I can see how people would be like, oh, it's a classic. And, like, it shaped <sighs> LGBT media. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's also I like, mean, I it's guess. also, like, so biphobic. Like, the way it's stated is that it's so biphobic. It's also kind of racist. Um, I don't know. It's problematic, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. Ain't everything on, on this good green earth. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's always got to be problematic, <laughs> but good. Every every Everything that we've ever consumed is yep. not up to scrutiny. But who cares? Nothing's real. <laughs> nothing's real anyway what's your next what's your next one um this one is called delusions of gender how our minds society and neurosexism create difference by cordelia fine it's a book that i read initially uh i want to say like 2012 i i distinctly remember seeing this book on like one of those like master lists on tumblr back in like the early days um it's like you know like they would have it was literally like a block of like images and like book covers and like you're like how am i supposed to parse any of this information um but i had one of those saved and i saw that this was one of the few non-fictions and i was very interested in feminism at the time like getting really um involved but also just like proving concepts that we all know like it it, it the way that it was described and the reason why I picked it up was because it was like approachable, but at the same time, uh, uh, a book that really proved what we know. Like, you know how we all have been in the situation where a man has like said something mediocre and he is still like endlessly praised. He doesn't have to work for his shit. And we have to work twice as hard to just get even like a minutia of the recognition that a white man gets. Right. Um, so that's how the book was basically, it's like giving you all the facts and figures to be able to like kind of counter what we all express and know and to like kind of arm you with that information. And then I read it and I was like, am I trans? <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> because it completely, it completely destroys your idea of gender. It's like gender isn't real. Gender is like this made up concept. It debunks every single thing, concept that you have and construct of gender in your mind. And it absolutely proves that it's like this Western, very recent phenomena that like there is right. no genetic capacity for gender. There is no place in in even like the animal kingdom for gender. And even like 
it, they, they actually go through uh, a couple of experiences of specifically trans men uh, and their experiences with transitioning and post-transition, specifically post-transition, those who pass and those who don't. And it's really, really interesting in the ways that like testosterone and like testosterone levels have so much to do with gender, ex- uh, the way that uh, uh, sexual characteristics uh, uh, express themselves. And even among cis men, the differences in testosterone is insane and it causes all kinds of different uh, expressions and sex characteristics. So there's no real basis for transphobia and even the uh, uh, strict uh, uh, uh enforcement of gender roles so Mm -hmm. i remember reading this book and it was like very much up my interest up my alley because at the time i was like kind of new to the whole my degree i was like interested in science definitely but i still had that like young dumb like naivete about like being a woman in stem and like reading this book was really 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 informative really insightful i remember i read this book and then i fucking cut my hair into a pixie cut and then i Good cried for you. and then oh and then <laughs> and then i had uh, a little bit of a gender crisis but it's okay because um that shit sorted itself out uh fucking i don't know uh eight years later so that's fine <laughs> oh god I can't think about gender for too long because then I, I, it really scares me. Dude, I'm it not is even truly. You. It is so fucking the, scary. The LGBT experience is just going, I figured one thing out. Now it's time to question the other shit. Like, me. once you figure out your sexuality, you're like, oh, yeah, I finally feel comfortable with this label that I'm putting on myself. And it's like gender is this, like, fucking nightmare creature that's like, I threw, like, you know, that image of the, that, like, ghoul that's standing over your bed and it's like i threw up that's 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 gender dysphoria like that gender question and like as soon as you figure out your gender you're like this sexuality label though is it accurate (laughs) dude don't even get me started that's fucking crazy (laughs) i like when i came out i was like i am definitely bi and then (laughs) the more i thought about it i was like men literally repulse me so i was like okay a lesbian and then very recently this is so bad very recently i was like watching something and i was like why do i why do i feel attraction to this man it is it's, it it's is so confusing never ending like, cycle what is, it what is, is a never ending cycle Ugh, i don't know suffering. dude i don't know I it doesn't it never makes sense i can't read this <laughs> it is, this okay, is gonna destroy I will say, me i don't i don't recommend it because it is interesting very scientific in the way that like she thinks she thinks in the way that i think which is why i liked it because she's like okay i'm gonna look at this argument and read it in its entirety and get and like kind of almost convince you of this argument and then i'm gonna break the argument down using actual science and and facts and fiction but when she starts introducing the idea you're like is this woman a transphobe (laughs) my god yeah because she's kind of convincing you yeah i'm on uh goodreads Mm-hmm. And someone asked a question for anyone who knows what I mean. Is this a turf book or is it inclusive to trans people? And someone answered and was like, it's actually neither. She doesn't touch on trans folk at all. Not like transphobia. And like, that's the thing. And like, um, right. It, it, this book was clearly written in the early 2010s because there is like, she's still, there's a lot of bioessentialism that is there her idea of science is very much like, okay, this is biology. And like, sure, that is one way to look at it. But I think that it was so formative to me. And that's why I I enjoyed it. Um, And it was it really fit the way that I used to think like, that's the way that's that used to be like my thought process and the way that I would process uh, thoughts and ideas. But like, I, I did remember picking up this book again, uh, a couple years back. And I was like, this is stupid i can cut through this like cut through this shit in like half the time this should have been like a lot shorter like you could cut a lot of this and edit it down so i think it's like stylized in a very specific way if you maybe want to read like the first couple of pages and see if it like vibes with you i would say that you know this is a good book about gender but if it if the style is not to your liking you're not gonna like the book 
Um, There are a lot of books out there that talk about gender in a lot of different ways. And this just happened to be the way that like really resonated with me. uh, Right. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, what's what's your what's your thing? The last book that I'm going to talk about today is titled Thick and Other Essays. It is written by Tressie McMillan Cottom. She is a black journalist, I think. Um, and this is a collection of essays. Oh, sorry. She's actually a professor of sociology. My bad. Oh. Um, it is a collection of essays that kind of covers the a bunch of topics of being a bigger black woman um, existing in this country. Uh, talking about um, a lot about like how it's difficult for black women to get into higher positions of power. Um, she's an essay on like beauty standards. Um, she has an essay talking about how pretty much she had succeeded so much in her life to the point where like she was a published author, she was a professor, like people were really respecting her yet when she went to like social gatherings, like white men would continue to belittle her and like downplay her, uh, achievements and it's just kind of like the constant and never-ending struggle of a black woman living in America. Um, and I am really, I'm really glad that I read this. Like, I try to be so inclusive in my like reading list of like reading from people of color and like getting that kind of like firsthand recount of like their experiences to just like educate myself because like I am a white woman who comes from like Mm -hmm. a middle class family so I have this privilege that like not a lot of other people have so it's like important for me to read authors like this to like get like other another person's perspective on like living in this country and like learning about like what they're struggling through like I don't know I'm yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. grateful. I'm so grateful for books like this cuz it's like it teaches me so much and like makes me so angry. Like it makes me so fucking mad. <laughs> like she has she has an essay where she um talks about getting pregnant with her um I think her first and maybe only child. I don't know. But she like goes to the doctor mm. and the doctor like simply does not provide care to her. She was, like, experiencing, like, a medical emergency and this doctor was not providing care to her because she's black. She's a black woman. And, like, I, 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 hearing, like, I've known that that is a thing that happens, like, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, so far-fetched to me. But then, like, reading this, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, why is this happening? Like, why is this happening? Then I'm like, uh, uh, syst- systemic racism is <laughs> so fucked systemic up. Systemic racism. It's so fucked up. Fuck, dude. I hate that. I hate that. I know. But she's really good. This book is so, so good. She has an essay on beauty standards and mm-hmm. is kind of talking about, like, um, how she is, like, very aggressively refuting the idea that like everyone is beautiful every race every size like we're all beautiful and she's like instead talking about like why do we value beauty so much like Mm -hmm. there's no reason why we should be valuing beauty this much and that it's pretty much just this like capitalist concept to be like yeah who is fucking profiting the most on like being like all women are beautiful you know mm-hmm. right so, right it's just it's just like essays like that that really make me go hmm yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's so Jesus. good it really made me 
mad. But in a yeah. empowering way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's a, it's a, what is it, a memoir? A biography? It's a collection of essays. Yeah. It's like shit that like a real person went through and it's like fucked up. It's like, why should anyone experience shit like this? And I'll leave you with that. Why?